Uh, we were that family that would sit around and watch Unsolved Mysteries, and we really loved it. We just never thought that one of us would be one. It happened in a flash. And here we are over 30 years later, still suffering. It's been 30 years since Christy Kennedy hugged her sister, Brenda Lambert. 30 years since she heard Brenda's laugh. 30 years since she has embraced her sister in a hug. 30 years without losing hope. 22-year-old Brenda Lambert went missing from her home in Bluewell, Mercer County on July 22, 1992. She had held a birthday party for her son Raymond that day. Raymond Jr. was one year old. Since the night of his birthday, Brenda has never been seen or heard from again. Brenda disappeared and left behind all her possessions, leaving many to believe she was kidnapped, murdered, or worse. Leads came and went, leaving the case as yet another in a long list of cold cases here in the Mountain State. Now, more than 30 years later, Brenda's sister is still looking for answers and closure, even garnering attention to the case from national crime shows. Thanks for joining us for this week's edition of Crime in the Coalfields. I'm your host, Izzy Post. And I'm Harper Emsch. Crime in the Coalfields is a podcast brought to you by 59 News that explores the most notorious crimes, killers, cold cases, and as of last episode, cryptids of the Appalachian Mountains. You may remember the victim at the heart of tonight's episode from last season's Missing People of Southern West Virginia episode. This episode, we're examining the case of a Mercer County woman who disappeared during a tumultuous time in her life, Brenda Lambert. Crime in the Coalfields is an exclusive podcast experience sponsored by Rosen Questenberry Funeral Chapels. How would you like to relieve the emotional and financial burden off of those you love? Express your own wishes and avoid conflicts among family members. Call Sandy Evans at Rosenquist and Barry today. Brenda Lambert was described as the fun one by her sister, Christy. Christy further recalls how she was feisty and mischievous and that her life was a Robin Hood story. When she disappeared, Brenda was in a rocky marriage to Raymond Lambert Sr. The two, however, were not living together. He was living with his parents on their farm. Their divorce was imminent, and Brenda had even filed for a protective order against Raymond Sr. Investigators say she claimed he was abusive toward her. After the birthday party, Raymond Sr. took their two children home with him around eight that evening. When he went to return their kids to the home the following afternoon, that's when it was discovered that she was missing. And this sounds like a classic setup. I was going to say, this is your cookie cutter setup right here. Yeah. If not in reality, at least in TV shows, I feel like I've heard this a million times. You know, there's problems in the household, whether it's an oncoming divorce or, or, or even just, you know, marriage problems that aren't necessarily leading to a divorce. And the kids, the husband or the kids, the wife, they're out doing something else. They're at, at the other residence. And then the other parent never found just they come back and they're gone that i I feel like it's fairly common i've heard that yeah there's there's so many crimes and cases across the country solved and unsolved where it's just we need to get rid of the other partner and it sounds so nonchalant and it sounds so awful but that you just you see it 
Yeah. You see it. And this is what this looks like with the facts that we've laid out thus far. Yes. And, and this case does go a little bit deeper. But at this juncture, like you said, that is what it looks like exactly is he's tired of her. They already have a, a poor relationship. But there's some other wrinkles that we'll discuss a little further on. Right. And here's where it gets interesting here, Harper. Brenda and Raymond Sr. are in this rocky marriage. They're on the verge of divorce. So obviously tensions are high. You got to blow off steam. You got to play your cards right. Do the dance, so to say. And according to investigators, people at the birthday party the night before Brenda went missing They say that things got noticeably tense between the two, but they said it wasn't because they were under the same roof for their son. They said it was because Brenda's cousin, Tammy, is in attendance at the party, and it was known that Tammy and Raymond Sr. were having an affair. Tammy was there. So here's my question to you. You've done a little bit more research on this case than I have. How how known... From what you can see and what you know, how known was it? Like, was this an everybody knew? That's where it didn't say. And of course, yeah. you you read testimony, you read public record, you read other reports of the case as well, and just kind of piece all the backstory together like an investigator would. And and who knows? Maybe this was the first confrontation about the affair. Maybe this was a, oh my gosh, I can't believe she stepped foot in here. She had the guts to step foot in here. There's there's no accord as to how deep into the the groundwork of this family this affair was. Right. So we don't know how deep this affair has gone, how long it's gone on at this point quite. We don't have all of those pieces. How it started. Right. But we do know that... People know. She showed up and people knew. At the at the birthday party. Right. One-year-old son's birthday party. Right, of way. all places. Right. Let's get back to the details that we know, Harper. Brenda's in this rocky marriage mm-hmm. from Raymond Sr. They're in the middle of a divorce. Protective order filed for. Raymond's having an affair with the cousin. This is already a lot in one sentence. Yeah. You know, f- all the family politics are going on here. Yes. And when Raymond returns home with the kids the following day after Raymond Jr.'s birthday party, first birthday party, I might add, Brenda's missing. Raymond Sr. is the first to see the scene of the crime and reports that things like Brenda's keys, car, purse, and shoes are still there, which makes one believe she did not leave on her own terms. Yeah. Raymond was named a person of interest, but claims she just ran away to get away from the kids. It's hard to pursue a case like this when there's no body and no real evidence. There aren't many more details regarding the actual crime or the scene because, of course, it was their house. However, there are many stories that investigators uncovered in the days and weeks after Brenda's disappearance. Sadly, these stories weren't enough. Leads turned into dead ends, and like many of the stories we feature here on the show, Brenda's case turned very, very cold. And I want to take a moment to talk about he had to have an alibi and, and a, like a watertight one at that. And I mean, already you can see parts of his alibi that he probably verbatim gave to the police. He was out with the kids. So that makes you wonder, could he have done it? Could he have not done it? Exactly. Well, then that's yeah. my, I pose that to you. What, yeah. do you. what do you think? It's so hard to tell. I mean, our listeners are going to hear as we get further into this, there, there are some conflicting stories from yeah. other people. 
there are some other characters that may have played a role in this. Yeah. And it's, again, I, I kind of go back to my brain, at least, goes back to what we talked about already, which is this is your cookie cutter <laughs> setup. <laughs> like, it, yeah. And I don't want to be laughing about a cold case. No. But this is a cookie cutter setup. I mean marriage is bad they both want out husband's having an affair within the family at that young kids well and young people yeah there there's there's two things that i have to say in response to that one i agree with you it's not a laughing matter and and i'm not i'm not like chuckling at it from the perspective of this is entertaining so much as it is this how do they not have this guy? You know, how did they not just slap cuffs on him? Because what's the what's the evidence that that's not the final right. the final nail? What, what are they What are they missing? And and then the second thing that that also comes to my mind readily is, I'm sure that these kids were too young to understand a lot because these were young kids, and if they'd have been a little bit older, they could have probably been witnesses and and come forth with with more solid evidence too if he did indeed like take the kids i'm using air quotes here but not actually and then he secretly took her out right and did and made her disappear and did it well enough that the kids didn't notice or right. didn't know understand one of brenda's sisters christy kennedy has not given up hope in this case though continually searching for answers and not accepting no as one of them. Christie's persistence even went as far as to catch the attention of investigators on the show Cold Justice. We spoke with Christie following that show. Well, I look for her and I make sure no one forgets her. I make sure no one forgets that she was indeed a great mom. You know, you just don't forget somebody like Brenda. She was an experience, you know. On the show Cold Justice, investigators uncovered that Brenda was supposed to meet with legal aides just days after her disappearance. They also interviewed another one of Brenda's sisters. She said the divorce was intense when it came to the custody of Raymond and Brenda's five-year-old daughter and one-year-old son. She said she wanted to make sure Brenda got the kids before he did. She also claimed on the show that Raymond threatened he would see her dead before that happened. See, and there we have a threat. And threats are very circumstantial evidence, but from the perspective of a podcaster who goes through all these cases, that's the MO. That's what people are thinking right. before they do crimes like this. Right. I won't let you take my kids. And we, you know, of course. That's a crime of passion. It is. And we're going to jump back a few days as well here into after Brenda's disappearance because. We have another twist, Izzy. Tammy, the woman having an affair with Raymond, would marry him only a week after Brenda vanished without a trace. I, I wish you guys can hear me sigh right now. <laughs> Just the biggest sigh because... We'll amplify it in post. There you go. Um, again, having an affair, want to get rid of the wife... How do we get rid of the wife in the easiest and quickest way? Yeah. Now, I will say something here, and you'll see more of the evidence we have to put forth here. I don't think that Tammy is complicit in this, or at least not fully either. 
So, and, and she could be, but I find it unlikely. But that doesn't also mean that this isn't exactly what it looks like. This looks like a husband murdering his wife to get her out of the way. Right. And of course, this case isn't solved, but when you look at everything on the table that we have, and I'm sure this is what investigators look at, there's obviously something missing, like we said. Yeah. That this case is not solved and this case is cold. But with what is known, it's just, it's just, it seems so glaringly obvious. And with cold cases like this and having dealt with a lot of them here on the show, I've developed a kind of a, a state of mind where I'm convinced that if it's a cold case and there's not a break, it's not been solved, and you don't have some of these key pieces of evidence that would be necessary for that, you have to still have closure, and especially when you're close to it as a family member. You have to make your own conclusions. Even if you don't want to, it, it can be helpful. And we've seen plenty of cases where the family members we've spoken to have they've they've wanted to and they they know or or they they feel that they know and i think that that's it, it's something that feels natural emotionally and i think that it's probably the right thing to do you have to answer it for yourself if no one else can or is going to right and now one thing of note here harper is it was reported by brenda's aunt that brenda's daughter then aged five at the time of the disappearance told the aunt about the night she was at her father's house when her mother went missing. The child claimed that her father, Raymond Sr., and grandfather, his father, were on and off the mountain near their farm. That mountain is Coaldale Mountain, and Coaldale Mountain, like much of the mountain state, has a rugged terrain, which can be difficult to explore thoroughly. So That whole paragraph was filled with a lot of family relations and the word mountain but <laughs> let me let me pack it together here so daughters tells aunt that dad and grandpa are going off the mountain all night now what all does that mean how often were they going on and off the mountain were they hunting were they fishing were they yeah doing something else well and to play devil's advocate here Yes, probably to the first two. They probably go up there hunting all the time. I don't know, listeners, if any of you have been to Coldale Mountain, let us know how it is as a hunting spot, fishing spot perhaps. But when you have a great spot like that, or, or even just a good hiking spot, a place that you know, a place that's nearby like that, you're exactly right. The third option is a possibility as well. And that ropes the grandfather into this, is if Raymond was going up to this place presumably to hide his wife never to be found. As morbid as that is a, a likelihood, it means that his father, grandfather, was helping out. Right. If he was going with him all those times. And now, and now I'm going to play double devil's advocate here. Okay. I and mean, I can say this as an aunt of double-digit nieces and nephews all under the age of 13. Kids say the darndest things. And I'm not saying that in a lighthearted, joking way. I'm saying that as this is a five-year-old going to an aunt with emotions very clearly running high at that point saying, well, I saw dad and papa go up on the mountain and, and, and maybe they weren't on the mountain. Maybe they were just far off in the backyard, but that's how a five-year-old perceives, perceives it. it. And then this family member takes it and runs with it. And of course, yeah. you don't want to say the family member is wrong here or the child is wrong here. But again, 
that's something you have to factor in when you're looking at this with a level head, like you were saying, as someone yeah. who looks at these cold cases all the time, is how much of this is based in fact and how much of this is based in emotion. Or, or perception, yeah, limited perception, because you're absolutely right. And this is the sort of the thing the police would think when they're going through this as well, is this is so far into circumstantial territory. This is not a reliable eyewitness testimony and brenda's daughter sadly has since died and so is raymond's father so there's no way to know for sure if these claims are even true at all investigators have also interviewed tammy since tammy has since then divorced raymond also claiming abuse she even made the claims on the show called Justice that she did not ask questions about the situation with Raymond and his previous wife because she was afraid that Raymond would strangle her. She stated that as time has passed, she started to believe less and less that Brenda even ran off at all. Also, contradictory to what Brenda's daughter claims, Tammy says to investigators, that she heard from Raymond's sister that he and his father were at the sawmill on the night of Brenda's disappearance. Sawmill. Sawmill. And that's from somebody who's a little bit more reliable than a five-year-old. And it makes me believe what you just said, this possibility. Are you ready? Five-year-old, their perception, dad and grandpa ran up off was the in, sawmill on the mountain. <laughs> exactly. You know, the sawmill was probably on the way to the mountain. So her perception is they ran up off into the mountain a couple times. And Tammy's like, they were going to the sawmill on the night of her disappearance. And also, very morbid thought, but a sawmill is a place that you could dispose of a body if you needed to. You, you could. I, I feel like it probably is. Probably is. And again, that's these are just claims. This is not proven as fact. This is just our thoughts on what we know off this case. I'm sure a lot of people have come to their own conclusions on this case as well. But something that jumps out at me is the fear that Tammy also developed of Raymond. Yeah. And again, nothing's been proven in court, so you have to presume innocence until proven guilty. But the sentence that stands out to me is, as time passed on, she started to believe less and less that Branda ran off. Yeah. It yeah, and that's basically her own words, almost word yes, for word. Yes, almost word for word on the show Cold Justice. And again, it's why do you believe that? What What is the piece that makes your brain connect point A and point B, thought A and thought B? Yeah. And that's something we'll never know until no. this case is solved. No, but we can assume that if Brenda and Raymond's relationship was rough, and he was possibly abusing her, it can be easily assumed that that, maybe not initially, but definitely as the relationship continued, extended to Tammy and his relationship as well. Right, right. Unfortunately. People, people in their ways like that tend to continue them no matter yeah. who they're with. So now here we are, nearly 31 years later, no body, no arrests, and it's clear based off what prosecutors and investigators know, there's motive and reasoning for when it comes to Raymond Lambert being connected to Brenda's disappearance and possible murder at this point. 
you have to, you know, you have to factor that in as well. But he denies any wrongdoing. Denies it all. And 30 years later, Brenda's sister, Christy Kennedy, has not given up hope on finding at least an answer. And while she's come to terms with what the likely outcome is, she still clings to that hope to find that closure. Well, the, the biggest struggle is getting people to, to notice that of any missing person, really. There's so many missing people in America. And like West Virginia has over 140 just on its own. So it's kind of like missing people, they don't get the, I don't know how to say, they don't, they don't really get noticed. You know, murder victims will get noticed, but when they're murdered and missing, you know, that's been the hardest thing just, you know, besides not having her and having to cope with daily life, day after day, not having her, or, you know, I wanted her to see my daughter, you know, and she, she loved kids, so, you know, She's, she's just not here, and there's so much that she's had to miss out on. And, and we didn't think, I mean, honestly, we never thought it would be us. You know, and that's what a lot of families of the missing will tell you. They never, they never dreamed it would be them that was going through this. So that's, that's what I try to do is raise awareness for missing persons. But she's dead. I mean, I know she is because she wouldn't have left her kids. But, you know, I'm keeping her memory alive, and I want her found, pretty much. I want to bury her beside of her parents. So we're going to close this out with some of our final thoughts, because there's both a lot to this case and not a lot at the same time. We probably say that every episode. I'm sure we do. But this isn't quite like a... This is a little bit like Kyle Morgan's case, I think, as well, where... You just have so little information to go off of. You, we don't even have a body, a proof that she's dead, a murder weapon. Missing cases, they frustrate me so much. They're, they're awful, you know, and, and we featured this, this woman, we featured Brenda on our overview episode of Missing People in Southern West Virginia. And, you know, we're diving deeper into her case tonight and we go deeper and yet it still feels almost like you're, you're clawing through sand. Yeah. I don't know if that that if you get what I'm saying, but it is. And a point that really sticks out to me is, again, we have no confirmation. There are police records for the missing person side of things. But from what I researched, I couldn't find a police record of there being a crime scene at the house when she went missing. So there's there's no blood. There's no murder. There's no fighting back. There's no smashed windows that I could find, at least. And there's not even anything else missing. Her, her All of her things were there. Right. So it's like you, you can't potentially pursue a robbery gone wrong or a this or a that and it's just it's very macabre yeah it, it, it's just like she poof vanished yeah what what happened you you go from a birthday party to 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 gone and yeah. with that you know and and i feel for her sister christy who's not given up hope and she has other siblings as well who are, who are also constantly trying to find justice and find closure. Christy's just very vocal about it. And I, I just feel for them because, again, how do you go just poof? Yeah. And, and in, in a way, we're doing this episode for them. In a large way, I think. We're, we're doing this episode for them. We're doing this episode for Christy. Most of all, we're doing this episode for Brenda. It sucks because with missing cases like this where you haven't even proven the murder happened or that they're even dead 
it, I think we mentioned this in in the missing persons overview episode, but it, it's not illegal to go missing, to just disappear. No. And so I'll propose kind of a final possible theory that maybe is, is a positive outlook. I don't know if her family members believe this or if their hope is more of a hope, hey, we can find her body still. But it is possible that maybe she was just so ready to leave this terrible marriage, this terrible situation that she was in, that she went to the, and this is a a crazy theory, but that she had the emotional capacity and she was under so much duress to leave without anything. Right. That she just ran off, left her kids, left her husband, and and that's crazy, and it's unlikely, but it is still theoretically possible. It still is possible. And, and, And we may never know unless there is a break in this case regarding either an arrest or she turns up or a body or DNA or something, you know, we, we, nothing will come forward until, until something breaks through. Well, thanks so much for joining us and listening to this episode of Crime in the Coalfields. Please remember all parties are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. And if you have any information about the disappearance of Brenda Lambert, you are urged to call the Bluefield Police Department, the Mercer County Sheriff's Office, or the West Virginia State Police. Now, if you like this episode, be sure to give it a thumbs up or a five-star rating wherever you're listening and recommend it to any true crime fans that you know. Now, if you have a case that you would like for us to explore, drop us a line or send us a message. We'll do the research and we'll bring it to you right here on this very episode podcast. This podcast is an exclusive podcast experience produced entirely by 59 News and sponsored by Rosenquest and Very Funeral Chapels. It's written, researched, hosted, and produced by Izzy Post and Harper Imch.